0: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, August 31st, 2020. We have reached the end of the month and we're getting ready to flip those calendars and yes, It's hard to believe, but college football is back. We'll talk about it in today's podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, reminding you to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. And once you are subscribed, and when you listen to today's episode, make sure you go in and leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. And as always, we invite you to interact with us on social media by using our username, lockedonnitny on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and over on Twitch. And with all that taken care of, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. So as you may have noticed, I was on vacation last week. There were no new episodes for me to discuss some Big Ten and Penn State thoughts with you guys. But fortunately, there really wasn't a whole lot of development that came about in the last week that I was gone. We will get to some of the stories that did pop up, as including the uh, the idea that maybe the Big Ten is going to come back around Thanksgiving. I think it's a little bit of a wild idea, but again, we'll get to that later in today's episode. But I wanted to make sure you guys know that, no, I'm not going anywhere. The Penn State season may not be going on, uh, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be here. And I've said this before, no matter what's going on with the Big Ten situation and Penn State football and the schedule... We're still going to be here. We're still putting off some podcasts. We still have some content to get into. And of course, we will always have some discussion and reactions. And we're going to be continuing to reach out to some more guests in the weeks to come as the season rolls along. Because I'm guessing that many of you guys are still going to be watching college football to some degree this fall. I know I will be. So uh, I know my situation may have changed over the course of the past month or so. But I am still a big fan of the sport of college football. I look forward to covering it and talking about it with you guys and other Uh, people that may be interested in following me on Twitter, at Kevin on CFB, I am never at a loss for words for talking some college football. So I'm going to be here. Rest assured, I will be here talking some college football. And we're going to throw that into the conversation here. Because like I said, I imagine that even though there's no Penn State football, I imagine a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are probably still going to be watching. So we're still going to be talking about it moving forward. Of course, we're always going to take a look at the bigger picture. What does this mean for the Big Ten and Penn State? as a season is potentially going to be unfolding on a weekly basis from now until the end of November, early December, maybe even to the bowl season and the college football playoff. What does the absence potentially mean for the the Big Ten and Penn State while other schools are getting a chance to go out there? It's something that's going to be pretty interesting to explore, and I look forward to doing that with you guys. But I wanted to let you guys know that, yes, I took the week off last week. I didn't have a whole lot of thoughts to share with you before I went away. And honestly, like I said, I don't think there was a whole lot to react to in the time I was away. But of course, we will be talking about that in today's episode. But it was a good time for me to unplug. And if you can do it, I highly recommend you find a way to do it yourself. And I think it's good for the soul, it's good mentally. Uh, Certainly, this has been a very interesting year. A lot of people have been put in some tough situations, and a lot of people continue to be in tough situations. And I'm not here to judge anybody's situation. I'm just here to say that if you get the chance, to spend a couple days with yourself, maybe get away with your family, loved ones, friends, whatever the case may be. If you can do so, I highly advise it because I feel like it's been something that's been good for me over the last how many years now that I've been doing this, where towards the end of August, right before the start of the college football season, spend some time away at the beach. I go down to Stone Harbor in New Jersey. It's very calm and peaceful and relaxing, and I enjoy it. It's a good chance for me to mostly unplug. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I didn't Officially unplug entirely uh, because I just couldn't help it. I always had to be tweeting something. And certainly, when there is a college football game being played, that's certainly going to pique my interest. And of course, there were other sports going on as well. So it's good to see some way of, you know, kind of relieving the stress and getting away from whatever your situation may be. I understand not everybody's going to be able to do it. And uh, my heart goes out to you. If you're not able to do it, I get it. You know, keep plowing forward and keep doing what you're doing. But if you can do it, you can spend a couple days, it's still not too late. There's probably a chance you can still get a room somewhere uh, down the shore if you get a chance. Uh, I highly advise it. It's very calm, peaceful. It's good for the soul, good for the brain. It's good to just unplug and kind of get away and experience some sorts of normalcy. Obviously, it's not always the case. But one of the great things about going to the shore that I have found over the years is when you go into the towns and you go through some of the different local shops, there's always a Christmas store, right? You go into a Christmas shopping store or, you know, Christmas store in any of these shore towns, vacation towns. Basically, if you go away on vacation anywhere, there's going to be a Christmas shop, right? So I always make a point to go into there because I may not always buy something out of those stores, but I like going in there. I like checking out the different options that are available. And one of the things that I've noticed over the years, especially down in Stone Harbor or, you know, Cape May or even Avalon, these Christmas stores are always going to have the ornaments that are geared towards college uh, students you know college alums and they're always uh, seashells painted in the school colors of all the different schools around the region obviously Penn State is a big one but you also see Pitt you see some of the state schools uh, Shippensburg Westchester Uh, I think I saw Slippery Rock and of course you're gonna get some other regional schools as well Temple Towson Uh, I think I even saw Maryland, North Carolina and Duke. And I think if you go to Stone Harbor or any of those beach towns in southern Jersey, you see a lot of flags hanging out of those uh, those vacation beach homes. And you're going to see a lot of Duke, North Carolina, Penn, Harvard, (laughs) Yale. uh, The list goes on. And of course yes you do see a bunch of penn state flags as well but i always like seeing the the different ornaments that are always available and it's always the same ornaments I, f- I feel like i see these ornaments every year but you see the, the sweater in the school colors with the the name across it uh shippensburg now i took a bunch of photos of some of these ornaments that I saw. So if you want to go check out to see some of the ornaments that I saw, uh, you follow the Instagram feed at LockedOnNittany. I'm going to be posting those up there uh, throughout the week. So something for you to just to check out. And hey, if you happen to go down the shore and you're looking for some Christmas ornaments, I highly advise picking up one that represents your favorite school. Well, my vacation is over, which means two things. First, it's time to get back on track with my eating because I had a lot of ice cream last week and I did not eat particularly well at dinner time. And I'm also going to go back to work. So uh, I've got some long hours ahead of me with the day job. And for me, there's one solution that's gonna solve both of those problems. I wanna eat something that's gonna fill me up and taste good and what better way to do that than with a Built Bar. Yes, Built Bars, they're back. They're new and improved. They got a new packaging and they've got a whole new assortment of flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, And of course, all the traditional flavors you fell in love with before, they're still there, including peanut butter, brownie, coconut, and of course, orange. Built bars are great for the health conscious guy, which is what I'm trying to be, and they're going to help you lose or maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Like I said, these are the protein bars that taste just like a candy bar. How can you possibly go wrong? Don't believe me? Go to the website, builtbar.com, and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. They're going to give you $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, they'll even throw in a free cooler. So how awesome is that combination? You get $10 off your Built Bar order from builtbar.com, and you may even get a free cooler. How can you possibly go wrong with that? So go to builtbar.com today, check out all the flavors that they have, build your own box, and use that promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. On Saturday night, the college football season for the year 2020 officially kicked off with the FCS kickoff between Austin P and Central Arkansas. This is a game that had been scheduled a while before, and I don't think either of these two schools realized the magnitude of the spotlight they were going to be having in week zero. Because if you remember way back when, probably not even all that long ago, week zero was supposed to have some pretty decent matchups for us, including Notre Dame and Navy. And of course, the pandemic hit, and that has thrown a wrench into all the plans for the 2020 college football season. But nonetheless, we now have college football to watch and react to. And I got to say, it was pretty refreshing. Saturday night, sitting in my hotel room uh, with the TV with my dad and my wife and my mom was even watching for a while, but we are watching college football. It Felt Good. And of course, as I'm doing that, I've got my phone loaded up next to me and I'm watching my Twitter timeline. It's humming like it's in midseason form uh, from all the usual suspects on my t- college football uh, Twitter feed. And uh, if, odds are you probably follow some of the same accounts that I do. So you kind of saw what I was seeing as well. Now, maybe not everybody is fully engrossed in a week zero matchup between a couple of FCS schools. But I think given the state of the sport of college football and all the headlines that we've been talking about for how many months now, It was nice to just sit back, relax, watch a clumsy, sloppy college football game between two FCS programs that are actually pretty good programs. Obviously, we saw the impact of the fact that they don't necessarily have the same talent that schools in the Big Ten and the SEC may have. And certainly some of the practice regimens that they've been going through may not have had them quite prepared to play a clean, crisp game. But you know what? It was okay. Because sometimes college football is going to be clunky. And that that was a good word to describe it, I think, Saturday night. It was a pretty entertaining game. Austin P obviously got off to a big start with a big 75 yard touchdown run on the very first play of the season which was pretty cool. And then Central Arkansas came back in the second half, made some halftime adjustments, made some plays later on to seal the deal on the first win of what they hope is a very successful season. Central Arkansas is going to play nine games this year, I think it was. And that is uh, the most that any FCS team is going to be playing. I think there's a total of 44 games that are going to involve FCS teams This year, obviously, the FCS uh, college football schedule was thrown for a loop when all these FBS conferences started going conference only or shutting down entirely. That left a lot of FCS programs kind of hanging in the balance. And a lot of those conferences decided, like the Big Ten, not to play this year, but allow some schools in certain situations to go out and try to put together any sort of a schedule that they possibly could. North Dakota State, for example, is going to play one game this year against Central Arkansas. That's going to be one of the nine games that Central Arkansas plays, and of course, that's going to be a really good spotlight opportunity for North Dakota State because they've got a quarterback that a lot of NFL scouts are taking an eye on. But when a program like North Dakota State is playing one game this year, that that shows you just what we're talking about when it comes to the college football scheduling. Now, of course, as I'm watching that FCS game and as we're watching college football actually being played, you see a number of people on Twitter kind of pointing the fingers once again right back at the Big Ten for not playing this upcoming season. And of course this has been a a little bit of a debating point I think in the college football sphere of Twitter and Facebook and you know just the whole landscape of the sport. And again I always say, you know, you got to do what's best for the safety of your players and of course your staff and anybody associated with these conference members. And I still don't know if the Big 10 handled it properly. I I should let me rephrase that. They didn't handle it properly because a week went by without any real clarification and statements confirming and backing up and supporting the decision to not play fall sports. But of course, you know when college football is being played by a couple of FCS teams and the fact that the Big Ten is not going to be playing, the Big Ten is going to be a good, easy target for a lot of people. And it kind of defends the idea that you can still go ahead and play college football. Uh, this is also comes at a time that Major League Baseball seems to have straightened out some of its issues. I think with the coronavirus and the testing, it feels like we've gotten through a couple of those speed bumps. Uh, the NHL has been doing a fantastic job in their bubble. The same thing with the NBA. And of course, we're going to see what happens with the NFL. That still remains to be seen as well. But uh, obviously, we know the situation. Uh, the Big Ten's not playing. Pac-12 is not playing. Neither is the MAC or the Mountain West Conference. Neither are a handful of those independent programs like UConn and UMass. And of course, I think Charlotte out of the Conference USA is not going to be playing this upcoming season. So while the Big Ten is the easiest target, deservingly so because of how they handled their uh, decision not to play and the fact that they are the biggest fish in the pond when it comes to all these schools and conferences that are not playing this year. Uh, And especially when a lot of the criticism coming from people that maybe follow the SEC a little bit uh, closer than some other conferences, uh, the Big Ten is going to be an easy target. So they're just going to have to take that and and run with it. And, you know, kind of that is the bed that they have made (laughs) at this point. Uh, But now you're starting to see that the Big Ten is potentially scrambling to try and figure out what's next for their conference, And I think that's one of the biggest questions. You know, we've talked about this before. If the Big Ten is going to not play football this year, they need to quickly decide on what they're going to do next to prepare to play again. And the last I talked to you, <laughs> some of the ideas that were being thrown around were playing uh, early this January in dome stadiums in, around the NFL and other the stadiums within the region. I even saw the Syracuse Dome being thrown out there as an option. Well, I'm just going to say that's not going to happen. <laughs> There's no way that Syracuse is going to allow Big Ten football to be played in the same arena where they're supposedly going to be playing a couple of college basketball seasons <laughs> at Syracuse. Don't forget, they, that's a multi-purpose venue right there. Uh, so I, I roll my eyes at some of the ideas, but the bottom line is throw out all the ideas right now figure out what works uh if playing in dome stadiums is the way to go you know certainly there are some options around the big 10 footprint i don't think any of them would be ideal for penn state but you know we'll reach that point when we get there but i do think right now is the time when the big 10 has to throw out all the different options figure out exactly what is best if they're going to play before next fall let's figure it out right now now one of the ideas that popped up while i was away was the idea of potentially starting a season around thanksgiving I'll believe that when I see it but I do think that maybe there's some pressure to get some sort of a season kicked off while other college football is still being played now if you are starting a season in Thanksgiving you're not going to be playing in the college football playoff you can mark that out completely that's not going to be an option because the college football play is still going to move on as currently scheduled you know the SEC is still going all in the ACC is about to kick off big 12 is still kind of sitting there too and the American Athletic Conference is ready to jump in right in there if the opportunity provides itself. Um, you can forget about wiggling your way back in in time to get a team into the college football playoff. That's just not going to happen. I think uh, the Big Ten's decision was pretty much finalized and that forfeits any chance to play in the college football playoff. The college football playoff, the SEC, the ACC, uh, Big 12, none of them have any reason to wait for the Big Ten to play a season. If they're going to start around Thanksgiving, there's absolutely no reason, no incentive for any of those parties to wait for the Big Ten and for that matter, the Pac-12. Uh, so I think uh, if the big 10 does start playing, they're going to be playing, uh, for their own pride at that point, or maybe they can uh, work something out with the PAC 12 where they can play uh, a delayed bowl season just between the big 10 and the PAC 12. Hey, I'm all for it. I think it's an idea that, you know, certainly I would be paying attention to, and we'll certainly cover for sure. I just don't think that it's, I think it's too late right now to suggest that the big 10 has any chance of getting back involved with this current season and being a part of any college football playoff or national championship picture. That boat has sailed, and now the Big Ten is sitting in the dock trying to figure out exactly when they're going to take off. As I was sitting in the hotel room watching that first college football game of the season between Austin P and Central Arkansas, my dad, who is a Big Penn State fan, started to think that he was going to have to adopt a new team to watch this upcoming season. This is not an idea that I think is unique. I have heard this thrown around with a bunch of Big Ten fans just kind of looking to stay involved with a rooting passion for the upcoming season while their favorite Big Ten team is staying at home uh, through no decision Potentially of their own. And I think this is a pretty fun practice. And it's certainly something I want to explore a little bit with you guys. Uh, Take a look around at some of the teams that are going to be playing this upcoming season. You've got teams in the ACC. You've got the SEC, the Big 12. You also have Conference USA, the Sunbelt Conference. And the American Athletic Conference. And to be honest, there are some good teams in these conferences that are going to be pretty fun to watch this upcoming season. Or I should say this season as we are now currently within that season. And coming up this weekend, you're going to get a good chance to evaluate a lot of those non-power conference options because the AAC, the, the Sunbelt, and the Conference USA, they're all going to have teams involved in the Week 1 action. Now, now is a good time to start scouting out the uh, the teams that are out there And figuring out exactly which team you want to follow, and we're going to pick a team right here on this podcast that we're going to follow as well and root for them as if they are our own. Because what else do we have right now? And I'm going to reach out to some of the other hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network and see if I can get any of them to come on and try to convince us on why we should root for their team this upcoming season. And preferably, I think we should be a team in a power conference, or maybe we can take one team from a power conference and one team from a non-power conference. And hey, who knows? Maybe Fatal. paths and we'll actually end up with a college football playoff matchup between our two favorite teams or two favorite adopted teams this upcoming season i don't know what's going to happen right here and again if we get to a point where we are actually talking about college football playoff yes that may make the big 10 look a little bad or a little bit worse than they may already be right now but you know certainly i think as a college football fan first and foremost I'm all for it. I'm ready for uh, those kind of discussions later on down the way rather than the ones we have been having now for the last few months. But, you know, let's have some fun this college football season. We still need something to look forward to. And if Penn State's not going to be there, uh, you know, Penn State will be there eventually. But let's find a team that we can all come together and just kind of track uh, along moving forward and see how they do. And let's see if we can uh, pick up a team that we can all agree on, uh, thinking that they are the best replacement for Penn State. Now, I've seen a couple of options. I always see this kind of discussion come up there, you know, certainly on a Reddit thread or something like that, trying to figure out which team is the most um, the most closest in relation to your Big Ten and your Big Ten counterpoint. Uh, I think the, the team that most commonly comes up in these discussions is probably georgia given the fact that it's been a long time since georgia has won a national championship certainly the same can be said for penn state and there's a lot to like about both programs certainly there's a lot of ability a lot of potential within both of those programs but they always seem to be kind of in the shadows of somebody that's just a little bit ahead of them uh, as far as penn state's concerned that has traditionally been ohio state and probably might have been the case this upcoming year. Uh, and I think if you're Georgia, yes, they did play for the national title just a few years ago, but Georgia has for a long time, certainly in the BCS era, has always been the next best team that couldn't quite get over that hump. It's always been Alabama, LSU, you know, Tennessee at the beginning of the BCS era, Florida for a while with Urban Meyer. Uh, Georgia has always been a very good team and they do have an SEC title under Mark Rick, but uh, they were never, they, they were the one team that didn't win a BCS national title during that SEC streak in that BCS era and con- obviously continuing over into the college football playoff era. Again, yes, Georgia did play for the national championship, so we'll give them that, but <laughs> they are still the team uh, in the SEC that probably has the closest um, you know, f- experience relatable to Penn State fans. Uh, maybe Michigan. I don't, I don't know. But I, f- I feel like now's a good time to take suggestions for which team you're going to be following a little bit more this upcoming year. Would it be Virginia Tech, a team that Penn State was originally scheduled to play this year? I still think there's a lot of fun things to like about Virginia Tech. I still think it could be a fun program to watch uh improve this year. I also think Virginia could be a fun team to continue watching. We all know that this conversation is not going to come back to a team like Pitt or a team like Notre Dame. I, I'm reasonably confident in suggesting that. But a team like Georgia Tech, you know, certainly a lot of ground to make up, a lot of uh, room for improvement, and it may be a tough year for the Yellow Jackets. But you know, I, I kind of like Jeff Collins, and I think Georgia Tech could be an interesting team to keep an eye on. I also like Louisville. I remember Appalachian State coming into Penn State a couple years ago and giving the Nittany Lions a real close contest at the beginning of the year. Scott Satterford scott satterfield was the head coach of that appalachian state team and now he's looking to do the same thing at louisville going into year two louisville is a team i think is going to be really fun to watch i think if we're staying in the acc and you're staying away from clemson and again notre dame and pitt north carolina is a team that a lot of people are probably going to be liking this year and i think if you look at their schedule they're not going to have to play clemson until the acc championship game uh what do you think about the unc tar heels where do you want to go to another conference do you want to pick a team from the big 12. now west virginia that's a team that my dad suggested that he might be interested in following uh obviously penn state and west virginia have history and uh they will unless things change <laughs> they will be continuing their rivalry in coming years which is going to be a lot of fun is for west virginia a team that you're interested in following in that big 12. uh or are you hopping on the iowa state bandwagon or maybe you're going to follow tcu i don't know hey there are no really wrong answers here either so feel free to pop in with your suggestions Or do you want to take a a little bit of a sleeper pick or an underdog and take a team out of that American Athletic Conference? Look, if the Big Ten and Pac-12 aren't playing this year, this is the year for the AAC to get a team to go on a roll and maybe make a case for one of those spots in the college football playoff. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if ever there was a year where it's going to happen, this is probably it. (laughs) You get an undefeated team out of the AAC, uh, you might have an argument. You might be able to make that case at the end of the year. It's not my position to say what the college football playoff selection committee should do but i think if an aac team can manage to run the table this year uh this is as strong of a case that they're ever going to have probably to get a team in the college football playoff if i'm being honest so hey maybe navy gets into the college football playoff that would be fun wouldn't uh, or maybe ucf is going to have one of those uh, strong years where they make the case Now, obviously cincinnati is the prohibitive favorite in that conference going into this year so hey if you want to stick with a team within that big ten footprint. Well, first of all, Navy is in that big ten footprint, <laughs> or you know, go with Cincinnati. I think there'd be a lot of fun storylines if a team like Cincinnati or Navy could manage to run the table. Or hey, Memphis. Penn State just played Memphis in the Cotton Bowl last year. Still lots of things to like about Memphis, although I think they probably take a step back this year. But go ahead. Go ahead and take a look at all the teams that are still planning to play this year or scheduled to play this weekend, start scouting which team you like, or hey, maybe you've already adopted a team. And if that's the case, let us know. Best way to get involved with this discussion is going to be on Twitter by following us on Twitter at Nittany. I'm also going to throw something out on Facebook. So make sure you check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Who are you rooting for this year? I want to know. Well, that's going to bring a close to this episode as we get a new week started and, of course, a new month. I know we're a little early, but September is right here, basically, and we look forward to covering college football even without Penn State going on this year. We have a lot of fun topics on hand and a lot of fun ideas to go through with you guys as we continue to try and keep the conversation going, and we'll help fill that void until whenever Penn State football does return. So rest assured, we got some things in mind, and we hope that you're going to be entertained by it. If you are, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast you may be listening to in today's episode and if you are already subscribed go ahead and leave a rating and a review and let us know how you thought about this episode and of course the podcast in general you can always reach out to us on all of our social media platforms as well by using the username locked on on instagram twitter facebook and over on twitch and stay tuned for some live streaming stuff we're going to be getting involved with that and there are a couple other things in the works that i'm going to share some details with you guys very soon so lots of stuff happening behind the scenes even though penn state football may not be taking place on the field don't worry we're going to be keeping busy once again i'm kevin mcguire you can give me a follow on twitter at kevin on cfb check out my college football coverage over on athlonsports.com and on my blog no two minutewarningcom warning.com that's the number two You can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter. Information for that is in my Twitter bio. Make sure you guys have a great day. Get your week started on the right foot. Finish the month of August on a high note and get ready to go into September with a big smile on your face. No matter what the situation may be. Hope you guys are doing well. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you later.